0: Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, offering a broad range of cardiac and vascular treatments in our community. More information is available at UPMC.com slash CentralPAHeart. Heart.
1: Welcome to The Spark. I'm Scott Lamar. Our guest today, Joyce Kiefer, has authored a trilogy of books, historical fiction novels called The Trees Inspire, The Trees Endure, and The Trees Remember. Beautifully written, the three books are set in Juniata County here in central Pennsylvania more than 120 years ago. Although the story starts in 1897, the books touch on issues we are facing today, like the environment, race, classism, family conflict, and gender inequality. We're joined on The Spark today by Joyce Kiefer. Joyce Kiefer, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you.
1: All right, so what inspired you to write these books? In
0: 1980, my husband and I built a log cabin in Juniata County. And for the next 42 years, I just roamed those woods, looking at everything, looking at how the forest had changed because they had been clear cut in the 1960s. And then my imagination took over. What was it like to be a girl, to be a young farm girl and grow up in the Shade Mountains next to this little town of McAllisterville Where opportunities were so limited. They could be a farm girl, maybe a teacher, maybe a domestic worker, or just not marry and live with her parents. So I thought, this is a story I had to write.
1: Mm. So, what changes, before we get into the books, what changes did you see during those 42 years in the forest?
0: Well, at first, it was an extremely, young forest with saplings. The mother tree would be there, and then there would be these sprouts coming up. And eventually, some of the sprouts would fall away. And the wildlife was so different, ruffed grouse, more porcupine, a small game. And as the forest matured, the ruffed grouse left, and other larger animals and birds took their place. But it was fascinating.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because fascinating is a good word, but inspiration as well. There are many people who walk in the woods, who walk in the forest, and they do it for peace, for serenity. Yes. But not all of them write about it or are inspired to write books about it. So there has to be a little more inspiration <laughs> than just admiring the beautiful forest.
0: Oh, there is. I found these remnants of logging rusty change chains and old coffee pot. Big, huge piles of sawdust with snake dens in them. So yes, I just I just watched and I listened and I observed, and I thought, this is just the most incredible thing. I have to write about it.
1: The very first chapter, you were just talking about uh, a snake den. very <laughs> first chapter in uh, The Trees Inspire, there's a hawk that comes down and swoops down and, and gets a mink. Have you actually seen that, or was that just something in the imagination?
0: I didn't see it, but I think early in the 80s and 90s, we would find traps that people had been trapping, probably mink, if they were lucky, and ermine, because there's this beautiful little t- stream that runs down our 15 acres. Uh, but I saw a lot of other cool things by wi- that were done by wildlife. Could I, can I give you an example? Sure. Absolutely. There was this mama rough grouse, and there were little chicks following her, and a squirrel, a gray squirrel came to the mama chick and threatened her, wanted the the peeps, wanted the chicks. So the mother grouse just puffed her back tail up and scared that squirrel away while the male grouse up on the ridge is just walking around like he was king of the hill. But that really happened. And another time, a milk snake came down to the creek, hid under a rock, and next thing you know, Bing had a little native brook trout in its mouth working its way down through the beautiful colors on the snake. Mm. So.
1: And those kind <laughs> of things are included in your books. You bet. Mm. So uh, were you looking to write three books or was this just one and the story developed?
0: The latter. I started with one book. And there are a couple of ways you can write. You can write with a detailed outline. You can just write with a little sketch of what you want to, the story to say. Or you can write by the seat of your pants. Guess what <laughs> I did? I wrote by the seat of my pants, and then I couldn't tell the story. In just one book, it just kept going and going, and I would wake up at night, and I would think of something for the plot, and then i just have to get up and write it.
1: So, with uh, a fiction book, yes. we're not going to divulge uh, the ending. Oh, of... I hope not. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to be a spoiler here, but I do have a question. Did you have an ending in sight, or did it develop?
0: I had no idea how the story was going to end, so I just kept writing and I just kept thinking about what it was like for my protagonist in those circumstances. And I finally, after halfway through book three, figured out the ending.
1: All right, so let's not uh, let our listeners uh, on the edge of their seats. If you would, uh, provide a or a brief description of, be, briefly describe the, uh, the books of, uh, you know, you mentioned the protagonist. We'll talk yes. about the characters in just a moment. But yes. uh, what happens?
0: It's a story about a young girl, Rebecca Wagner, 17 years old, grows up on a farm in the foothills of the Shade Mountains in Juniata County. But she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. She finds that there's a yearning within her to, to just do more than be a farm girl. And eventually she is led to the Johns Hopkins Training School for Nurses. By the way, I hate that word, training, but that's what it was called at the time. I think you train dogs, you don't train people. (laughs) But while she's there, she meets a young doctor and eventually has to decide whether to go back to Junietta County and marry her hometown sweetheart or stay in Baltimore and marry a doctor and have a life of privilege. Meanwhile, back in Junietta County, the very mountains that she loves are being clear-cut by ever-wealthier lumber barons, and she doesn't know how to stop them.
1: Now, again, this is not a spoiler. We can go one step further and say that she does decide to go back to Juniata County.
0: Yeah. What does she do there? She convinces the town doctor and the owner of the lumber company to work in the primitive and dangerous lumber camps and try to save the lives of the very lumber hicks who are clear-cutting the mountains she loves.
1: Hicks, is that a term for... Uh... It, it is. Okay. It, it's,
0: it's... it has kind
1: of a different <laughs> meaning today, but uh, I had never heard that before.
0: It's a it's a term I used and I've learned in some of my research. There's one called um, Wood Hicks and Bark Peelers, and that's where I learned the term. So it is an accurate term.
1: You bring up a, a, a real good point. This is historic fiction. Yes. And I think that... A lot of people who enjoy that genre, uh, one of the things that they appreciate is when the author has mixed real history in with the fiction, You're telling a story, but there are facts to back it up uh, as far as the setting and that kind of thing. How much research did you do and how much real history goes into these three books?
0: A lot of it is from my own farming ancestors and from from my own experiences as a mature woman and a retired nurse. But I went to the Pennsylvania Lumber Museum. In Potter County. Yes. Mm -hmm. I went to the Allen Mason-Chesney Johns Hopkins Medical Public Health and Nursing Archives. And I had an archivist help me. I went to the Juniata Historical Society, where I learned tons about Juniata County that I didn't know before. Some of the things that happened to Rebecca actually happened to my mother or grandmother. The snake incidents with the copperheads, the barn burning, the tragedy with the farm hand—some of those things are real and. As many authors will tell you, write about what you know. Write about what's real. Then your story has authenticity. So, And I just read and read and read. And I joined writer's groups. And I went to writer's workshops. And I just used my heart and my imagination.
1: Our guest today is Joyce Kiefer. She's authored a trilogy of books, historical fiction novels called The Trees Inspire, The Trees Endure, and The Trees Remember, set in Juniata County here in central Pennsylvania more than 120 years ago. I am curious, uh, Ms. Kiefer, about uh, what you learned in your research. For example, uh, what did you learn about the history of Juniata County?
0: I learned that Juniata County is pretty exceptional. The people are so genuine. That is primarily still an agricultural area, and that the rich history of the people just inspired me to write about that area. And after we built our log cabin, we tried to do everything we could to deal with local businesses buy lumber there, buy the log kit that we bought to put the, the log cabin together, which by the way, we did ourselves, mm. we built it ourselves. So, And I think it's an underappreciated area of Pennsylvania, so I just wanted to highlight this beautiful place that we seldom talk about.
1: You talked about uh, Rebecca Wagner as the, the main character, but who yeah. are some of the other characters in the book, books?
0: Well, certainly her family, her brother and father had conflict throughout the entire book, almost, (laughs) but I'm not going to give away Mm -hmm. the end. But there's another important character, and she was Native American. Uh, She was a member of the Iroquois tribe, but its true pronunciation is Haudenosaunee. And she teaches Rebecca how to use plants and trees as medicine. So here's Rebecca, all she learned in nursing school and all that she's being taught by this Native American healer who mysteriously lives on the edge of the farm. So Rebecca has to decide what to do with, with this knowledge of plants and trees and how to combine that with the scientific Western medicine that she uses, learns at Johns Hopkins.
1: Were there Native Americans in Juniata County in
0: 1897? No, purely a figment of my imagination.
1: I thought that was a little late, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As you're talking about the plants and the trees, um, this is something that's near and dear to you, not just as an author writing about it, but... You, you said something to me earlier when you, when you came into the station, about oh those are trees that uh, yeah I I'm familiar with uh, a, a lot of the things that that we were, we were talking about. Is this something that your love for the forest, your love for plants and and trees, that comes through in the book?
0: You bet it does. Plus my concern about what we are doing to our forests, the clear cutting of forests. I did a lot of research into that and its effect on not only the immediate environment, but globally what what happens when we clear cut our forests. And I'm very passionate about that. I think that the forest can save global warming and our own little patches of woods, we should just cherish them and take care of them.
1: Mm. Uh, you. Uh... You mentioned that uh, you have a a, a a nursing, you were a nurse at at one point uh, during your time. so again, when you started the books, did you think, okay, I'm going to talk about uh, this farm girl going to the city to Johns Hopkins and nursing? You took that from your own experiences?
0: Um, that was a springboard okay okay <laughs> um, yes, any nurse who went to a three year diploma school. Uh, let's say, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even 40s and 30s. They know what I'm talking about, the culture, uh, the politics, what was expected of young women at that time. And, you know, for, for Rebecca to go to Johns Hopkins Training School for Nurses in 1898 was just unheard of. But many of the early schools, they wanted farm girls because they knew stink, they knew hard work, and they were hard-working pe- uh, women.
1: By stink, you mean... Th- Smell. <laughs> well, I know what you mean by
0: <laughs> the literal definition of
1: stink, but meaning that they weren't afraid to get their hands dirty and exactly. wor- work hard. Yes. Mm. Yes, indeed. The books, you touch on some issues that... Uh, You could call contemporary today. I mean, obviously, the environment, ecology, but some others as well. Race, classism, you mentioned family conflict, and gender inequality. Where do they come in?
0: Well, the racism comes in because when Rebecca is at Johns Hopkins, a physician accuses her of being mulatto because her skin is bronze and and tanned and beautiful. She doesn't even know what that means, but she knows it's an insult, and it cuts her to the chase. Then with Back So Straight, the um protagonist, she can't mingle in McAllisterville. This is fiction, of right,
1: course. Right, right, right.
0: Uh, she only goes out that night. She goes to the creeks and the ponds, and she bathes, and she tries not to do that on a moonlit night because she knows that she is not welcome there. There's no one of another race that lives in McAllisterville. The only difference is two of the lumber barons construct mansions right outside of McAllisterville and they have colored Mm -hmm. servants. So the people see colored people, but they don't interact with them and they don't know them as human beings.
1: And by the way, colored as As, that's what they were called at
0: that time.
1: Yeah, you were doing that in quotes uh, (laughs) because at the time, and that's how they were that African Americans were referred to at that time, and especially servants at that time.
0: Yes, they were.
1: So there is uh, uh, some examples of racism. What about classism? Is it kind of the same thing?
0: Well, think about that. They're the haves and the have-nots. These lumber barons were the haves, And the farmers were the have-nots. And Rebecca sees this. She sees wealth, privilege, uh, the fact that she doesn't have to do farm chores, take care of her aging grandparents. She sees that these two young women, the daughters of the lumber parents, they're going to go to college. They have choices beyond their little community there's also classism with farmers have you ever heard the expression those dumb farmers
1: mm. yeah
0: farmers are not dumb no <laughs> they're so dependent on the earth and seasons and rain if it's too much rain their crops rot if there's not enough they die um but they want the same thing they want indoor plumbing they want a telephone they want Um, gasoline-powered tractors, but they don't have the means to buy them. So what do they do? They think about their timber land. If they would sell their timber land, they could have those things. So there's another sense of haves and have-nots.
1: I just can't help but thinking about today when many farmers have had to make the decision of selling their land to developers. Yes. Not necessarily those uh, timber companies or lumber companies, yes. but so many farmers here in Pennsylvania and across the country. Fortunately, Pennsylvania has a great farm preservation program, but is it enough? But many farmers have had to make that decis- decision of whether to uh, sell their land to developers because it's the only way they can survive.
0: Yes. It's, kind of,
1: it's very much the same thing. Um, we only have a minute or so left. So what do you want readers to take away from the books?
0: I want them to, uh, for example, I never say the word ecology. I never say the word racism. I never say the word classism or gender inequality. But those those things are embedded in the tr- in the books. And I'm hoping that without getting preachy or too... Obvious that people take away the information and the lessons that are learned from these issues that are just as relevant today as they were 124 years ago.
1: Well, those lessons are there, but uh, those are some. These are some great stories. It's Thank beautifully you. written. Thank you. The books, the trees inspire. The Trees Remember is, I have them out of order here. Uh, the Trees Endure and The Trees Remember, the trilogy by uh, Joyce Kiefer in uh, Juniana County, starting in 1897. Thank you very much for being with us today. Oh,
0: it's my pleasure.
1: You're listening to The Spark on WITF, your home for NPR and discovering all things local. I'm Scott Lamar.